0: Buker Tov, we're studying Tehillim. Yeah, we're studying Tehillim today. The Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from now on is Tehillim day. Thursday, Friday is Parashah day. And Sunday is Parashah class. Okay? So that's breaking news. Why are we studying Tehillim? So first of all, Tehillim is one of the books of the Kituvim Tehillim is... Yes, very, very beginning. Very beginning of Tehillim from the first song. Tehillim is, is uh, the... One of the books of, probably the most famous of the books of the Ketuvim. It is purported to have been written by David HaMelech, but it's not that simple. Meaning, the assumption is that Tehillim was written by David HaMelech. However, there is a discussion amongst the Rishonim, amongst the Chachamim, as to what was David HaMelech's role in Tehillim in general. What was David HaMelech's role? we'll, we'll see that they are going, going to be Tehillim are psalms or chapters of Teilim that seem to be attributed to other authors other than David HaMelech. Uh, there's going to be some that are to Moshe, there are going to be some that are to Bnei Korach, to sons of Korach, there are going to be some that are to Asaf. So they very, very, it seems like there may be different authors to these to these psalms of Teilim, in which case, in which case David HaMelech becomes the organizer and she becomes the one who edited the books of Tehilim Or it could be that the, that the Tehilim was written by David Mostly and the other authors are just also there But we, we say it's written by David because he wrote most of them Anyways, I'm not going to go into an academic discussion Of who wrote the chapters of Taylim. Because in each chapter we will have a discussion As to what the, the kind of the background of that chapter is But um, but just know that in the Rishonim, in the early scholars, there was a lot of discussion as to who wrote the Taylim, how was it written, how was it organized, and things like that. Okay, makes sense. So the, the most basic opinion would be the opinion of Raf Adyah Gaon, who said that all of the chapters were written by David and Melech. Frankly, I don't. It doesn't seem like it's as believable for David and Melech to have written all of them. It seems like. He may have played a more organizational role, or most of them were by David and somebody later organized them. So I'm not exactly sure how to, to think. Anyways, that's not the goal of these Tehillim classes. What are the, what's the goal of the Tehillim classes? First of all, how do you study Tehillim? So, whenever we study the Torah, our goal is understanding the, the concepts. Okay? What was happening? In Tehillim, our goal is not to understand concepts, our goal is completely different. Our goal is twofold: To understand the Hebrew, that's going to be something we're going to focus on, to, to, to put a focus on the study of the Hebrew words. Tehillim, because it's poetry, uses a lot of variations of Hebrew words and, and unique forms of Hebrew words and uses very fancy Hebrew in general overall. So it's a very good opportunity to improve our Hebrew from, our advanced Hebrew, our Tanakhic Hebrew. And the second goal of studying Tehillim is to gain inspiration. It's not to understand, but to be inspired. There aren't, it's not like we are seeking wisdom of some, remember like Adam and Chaba, yesterday we studied Adam and Chaba, very, very deep text, hard to understand. We need to seek wisdom in the text and understanding it. For taylim it's not, we're not studying it for philosophical insight. We're studying for, for uh, emotional reasons, for inspiration, because... What Tehilim represents are the songs of David at various times in his life when he was, let's say, in a lot of distress, like we'll see in the third chapter. It's going to be a song from David when he was running away from Avshalom. Now, when a person writes a song to God in the process of a moment of distress, that becomes a, something that other people could use as inspiration for, for when they are in yes, times of distress. Yes. Okay? So that's the angle with which we're going to do Tehilim. Now, why did I the final thing is, why, why did I decide to do Tehilim? For two reasons, Tehillim is used very often for Tefillot for people. <coughs> Whenever somebody gets sick, immediately we have six WhatsApp chats with uh, how many times we plan on finishing Tehillim. Okay, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that this became also, a very. No It became a very. It became a very 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 uh, strong minhag in Am Israel that Tehillim is one of the texts we use for praying for the sake. Now, why why did that happen? It's probably because Tehillim is the most inspiring of the texts. If you want to be inspired to Tefillah, what better book to use than Tehillim? (laughs) I'm sorry, but if I read the lineage of Esav at the end of Parshat Wad or something, it's not as inspiring to bring me to tears and to pray for the person who is sick than to read about David Amalek when he felt like he was about to die and he was praying praying to Hashem for help to save his life. That's a lot more real. Um, so Tehilim is, is used very very commonly for, for these reasons Also Tehilim is, is the most featured book in our tefillot mm-hmm. Because the language is so beautiful And the content is, very, is eloquent. very eloquent And it's in praise of God And in thanks of God And in requests of God It has all the elements of tefillah So we use it for, to surround the Amidah okay, So the Tehilim in the Tehidur is used very often To surround the Amidah And to bring us to the state Where we could pray the Amidah with the right focus Okay, so Tehillim has a lot of uses And because we're using the Tehillim in our Tefillah And in our lives when somebody when, when somebody needs it The only problem is the benefits of the Tehillim Like the inspiration, whether it's in the Tefillah Or whether it's in our personal Tefillah for, for other people They come only when you understand what you're reading Correct. Now the problem is that because Tehillim is so difficult to understand mm-hmm. A lot of people just read it as an amulet text they read it just because they think that there is power to the words. And maybe there is, I don't know. But that's not... For me, there's, if, if you have the ability to potentially learn what you're saying... It's much better. It's much better. No doubt. Um, I think some people would say that... that Yovit and on Yom Kippur was talking about how... A lot of people don't understand that the, the, the tachanun. Mm-hmm. He said, so what's the point of that? It's not an amulet. You don't just say it. It doesn't do something because you say it. It does something because it means something to you. Because you understand it and then it, 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 hasn't, it, it affects change in your heart you it, so, you so the goal is to understand it Now that's the first reason The first reason is because I see that Tehillim is being used so often I want to encourage people to actually understand what is being read Now what's the second reason to study the Tehillim? Because it is used so much to be, and it's being read so often People actually don't read the words correctly So the second goal of these classes is actually to read the words correctly. I want to stress proper reading of Hebrew in these classes, according to Sfaradi pronunciation and according to all the rules of grammar that apply in Hebrew. The same standard of reading that we apply to reading the Torah, I'm going to be applying to Tehilim so that hopefully people will be able to listen to the Shiurim and see how the words are read so that if next time they get chapters 67 to 70 to for, for their allocation for reading the Tehilim, they can know how to read the words, mm-hmm. and they can understand what they're reading as well. And that's ultimately the goal of what we're doing here. The five I, books of uh, Tehilim is also compared to the five books of the Torah. Okay, so as a final word of introduction, the five books of Tehilim, the, the book of Tehilim is written, is broken up into five books. There's a Mirage on that that says that Moshe Rabin wrote five books of Torah, and... Um, and David HaMelech wrote five books of Tehillim. And they say that Moshe Rabbeinu ends the book of the Torah with, Ashrecha Yisrael Micha Mocha Am nosha Badonai. It says, Praiseworthy are you Israel, the nation who relies on God. And how does David begin the book of Tehillim? Ashre ha'ish Shelo alach. Praiseworthy is the man who doesn't go in the way of the wicked. Now the final thing, if you notice that Moshe Rabbeinu ends his book with, Ashrecha Yisrael mi praiseworthy is Israel. And David HaMelech begins his book with, praiseworthy is man. the man. So one of the key defining characteristics of teilim is that it's not a book about national, yeah, a uh, the national element of Bnei Israel. It is a book that's very, very focused on the... Personal elements of our relationship with God so That's another reason we use it in tefillah Because when we're standing in tefillah And we're having a one-on-one yes. with Borei Olam We need a book that talks about the one-on-one If you notice in the Torah 90% of the Torah is about the, the nation And their relationship with God One-on-one interactions with God You don't really find so much in the five books of Moshe that's an interesting comparison. Uh, we, Hashem, honestly, I have to go to Minyan, but but Hashem, but we start chapter one tomorrow, that we'll call it introduction, yes. uh, introduction to de- Taylim. Right chapter one, we begin your, tomorrow. Be'ezrat Hashem, your name Baruch, name Baruch name Lam, Amen, Amen.